Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hi, I'm John Oliver, member number one. You're listening to Joy 94.9. Hello and welcome to Being There, Done That on Joy 94.9. In the studio with me today is young Phil. That would be me. And young Gordon. Oh, thank you for the young bit. Yes, <laughs> this is me. And I'm young Chris. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, whilst we haven't got TV, oh. we can describe ourselves any way we like. Perfect faces for radio. <laughs> <laughs> You're only as young as the man you feel. That's right. Or something. <laughs> thank you very much indeed. What a week it's been. Oh, God, there's been so much happening, hasn't there? Oh, well, can I just <clears throat> talk about a couple of nice things? Mm-hmm. I... Burnt my eyeballs out at Queer Film. I saw nine films mm. and they were all quite presentable. A couple were really moving and a couple of duds, but all in all. Oh, but it upset my body clock because I was getting home in the wrong time and not, not eating dinner and things like this or having too many chock tops. There's a problem. That's 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 the thing when you go to those those yes. marathon movie things. You can things. catch theatrical diabetes. Yes, something like that. Yes. Oh, well, as long as you don't get anything worse than that. Yeah. Well, it depends where you sit. Yeah, and I went to my first gay wedding to same-sex marriage. Yes, which yeah. was very very nice. Yes, it was on Saturday afternoon. It was very very well done, and uh, everybody seemed to have a good time. Although I did sit up opposite a, 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 a gentleman I, I fear had. Uh, a, a bad case of homophobia. I don't know why he was there. You know, I think he was made to come because he was related to one of the grooms. Oh right. Mm, or by marriage, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it wasn't. Mm, he wasn't okay, wasn't a blood relation. He was no. married. Yeah. So, but he he sat there and looked like as though he'd lost a fiver and found two bob or something, right? Oh. You know. <laughs> That's Not an a, expression that I've never heard before, but it's quite appropriate. Yeah, well, it's an old one. <laughs> it expresses his loss. The other thing that's happened recently, oh, apart from the Formula One and the planes oh. flying over and frightening the, the hell ducks out of everybody and the children and the dogs but and the, the cats. But there wasn't uh, a letter in the paper this morning that was saying why the waste of money to do that. But they have to pay for that plane to fly over there. The government don't give it to them. They've got oh, to pay no. hundreds of thousands of dollars to get that plane and to it fly comes around. comes all the way from Williamtown. William town in New South Wales. Yeah, yes. so that mm. was the weekend that mm, was. Mm, mm. And Formula One, it was beautiful weather. Wasn't it marvellous? Rain earlier on and then after the sun went down, perfect weather mm. for rain. And we washed all the dust and the petrol fumes out of the air. Oh, good luck. <laughs> uh, however, I'm not all that impressed with our cricketers. Oh, Gordon, don't. I understand on Monday as you were coming out of the station, you were, were invited to express an opinion. I did and, express an opinion. <laughs> 
and and very forcefully. <laughs> yes. The young lady. Down. The young lady said to me, "What would you like to see done?" I said, "I think they should sack the lot of them." She said, "Isn't that a bit hard?" I said, "No." I said, "They all deserve to go from the top down." Yeah. I said, "You don't leave any of them standing." It, uh, I said, I, "I when I went away, I should have said you can cheat in politics, you can cheat in business, but you shouldn't cheat in sport." No. We have the Australian cricket team and some of our other sports people as icons. Oh, and yeah. icons you should lift and hold in the highest esteem. Well, according to the, the laws of whatever we suffer under, the Prime Minister has the top job and the Australian captain of the cricket team has the second highest job in the land, the, the most recognisable job in the land. Mm. And there, there he is acting like the, the Dingling. Speaking of dinglings, I didn't vote for either of them. <laughs> I don't know where their head was, oh, and, uh, or their conscience, or said, their heart. I said to the young lady, I think they've been hitting the head too many times by a cricket ball. Mm. Well, it's the same decision that Essendon made. To, with the, with the let's use the term supplements. Supplements. Uh, but yeah. Obviously, somebody had a brain fade somewhere. Yeah. No, they're somewhere along the line. Someone who actually is an icon in the gay community in the US Mm -hmm. and was part of the history of the freedom that's now being experienced by the gay community. We're talking about Harvey Milk, the supervisor... Mm-hmm. Is that the expression? That's right, yes. In he was San a, Francisco City Supervisor. That's right. Now, what does that mean? Like mayor, is it? No, the councillor. The councillor. Ah. So they had a mayor, Mr Moscone. Yeah. And Harvey Milk had passed a lot of, well, I guess to put it mildly, gay-friendly laws well, he and said, works. I guess it was the start of the fight towards equality. He was standing up for our community, which is what, he's, what he stood for. Well, it was the era of Stonewall. Mm, mm. It was the late 70s, yeah. and he was out and proud and elected. And he was on... He had a voice. How did he have a voice? Because he was a... Well, he was the king of Castro. Yeah. King of Castro. <laughs> yes, that's right. And, uh, His audience were very concentrated in the area. Yeah, that's right. And when they all... They got to vote for him... And he became elected, but he was assassinated a year after he took office. And now they are going to honour him in a very, very unusual way, which is a beautiful way because well, it means... rather than putting up a useless statue or something for the, the pigeons sign. to poo on, apparently in San Francisco they have decided to name an airport terminal building after him. They thought about doing this about five years ago, and that's taken all that time for them to come to the decision. The the, uh, supervisors now have uh, decided that, yes, they should do that because he had such an influence on all the the LGBTI community and what they stood for. And in recent years, his story has been out and he has been honoured for the the leader he was and the the hero he was really philip you and i were discussing what he could have done perhaps had he not been assassinated would how would he what sort of um history would he have had then but as you pointed out he's remembered now because he was assassinated yeah it's a tough call we compared him to some musicians mm. whose, whose genres have since <laughs> faded away yeah yeah i doubt whether he would have faded away i don't think that was his personality but in a sense he's become i hate the word martyr but almost a martyr to the cause. And, I mean, Terminal 1 at San Francisco Airport being named after him is a huge deal. Well, I mean, it, it, it's got to be bigger than what, as you pointed out, Moscone had. He had a stadium named after well, him. Well, he, no, he's got a convention centre. convention centre, yeah. And it is the, the peak convention centre in San Francisco. So he'll be remembered through that. The Moscone centre is quite famous. Mm, but, but the thousands of people but, that march um, through the Harvey Milk Airport Terminal every day. I, I'm not sure. I think Terminal 1 is the United Terminal. 
Oh, right. And that's a major hub. So, yeah, his name will be wow. well remembered. Yeah, well, you know, it's with JFK Airport. Mm. Mm. What did he do? <laughs> he was in a lot of films. <laughs> PT-107. Yes, that's right. And, yeah. Um, yeah, some guy was shot. I think it was mm. his brother. They're both shot. <laughs> they had a, not a good family to not join, family. I'm telling you. Well, then, there they should have had gun control. There's an opportunity for someone from Tasmania to create themselves in iconic form. The first openly lesbian politician has been elected to the Tasmanian parliament. That's rather impressive that even though it was necessary for her to proclaim that she was not heterosexual, there is a amount of pride nowadays for what the sexuality is that you're in effect defending. But uh, Chris, uh, also you've got you've got to remember she had some great role models to follow, which meant she had Penny Wong in the federal parliament and, and the other Greens, can, uh, Greens senator who was also out as um, married to the... Um, I can't trans. trans person, yeah. But the, trans yeah, man. the path had been laid. The path for had her. been laid for but her. But her name alone guarantees she got the job. Why? Well, if you stand for public office and your name's Alison Standen, she's going to end up standing. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there, Phil. Yeah. A, a good move. Leadership to me is about connection to values, she said, and about courage to stand up for the things that matter most. And to her, that was. GLBTQ uh, rights and addressing social inequality in general. So obviously she is uh, to the left of the centre. She's Labour uh, politician. Chris, that would have been something similar to what Jed Kearney did in Batman. Mm. She was standing up for what she believed in as far as, as far as the things that were that people were interested in and wanted to be something to be done. And that's how I think she got in more than anything else in Batman. Because And she's a very, very well-known um, lady in the field of looking out for people that were mm. not as good as good as anybody else, you know. Yeah. Mm. Now, the, the, the tide of opinion has changed because Alison Standen said that uh, during the election that her and her partner talked publicly about their relationship and their family without any major backlash. Well, there couldn't be because we've just had same-sex marriage equality put through, haven't we? Why would well, there be backlash? Well, bigots be bigots. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> They're not going to run away. Yeah, but it's got to the point now where I think we'll be accepted more and more into um, open society and people will realise that we're not two-headed monsters, but we're just ordinary people. And I'd like to think Joy are part of that progress too. And I'm sure Joy are and, and helping to lead that progress. Stay tuned. There's more. Joy. Out. Loud, proud. You're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. Thanks for being with us. We've got a full program and, and ahead of us we've got some disastrous things. If, if in fact the cricket team isn't a disaster on its own. Um, we've got a, a, a warning because on the 1st of April... Things are going to go a little bit silly and funny and cranky. Only and up until midday. Oh, all right then. And uh, we've got a few gay birthdays of icons, uh, dicons, bicons, and things like that. But, Gordon, you've got a, an icon for us to talk about. This lady is a true icon of um, the community and herself and the sport she played. Um, talking about Renee Stubbs, she was born on the 26th of March in 1971. She's a retired tennis player now, and um, she has he she holds almost the record 
Um, she was the Australian Institute of Sports scholarship holder. She won four Grand Slam doubles titles with and two Grand Slam mixed doubles titles. And she was in the Summer Olympic Games in Atlanta in 1996, Sydney in 2000, Athens in 2004, and Beijing in 2008. So she was doing a lot of tennis playing for the Olympics as well. But she's also part of the Australian Fed Cup. But why don't I know about her? Didn't she throw tra- tantrums? No, or I don't think so. Chuck rackets. I, I just, I just think she just didn't, didn't swear. She, I just think she played tennis like you're supposed to do. She didn't grunt when she was serving, and she didn't do anything like that. And she was just a lady. She just conducted herself with great decorum. I thought. But tennis is one of the nicest sports in the world. Why? Because it starts off on the score love all. Oh, yes, that's true too, yeah. I won't tell you the origin of the word love in that. No. I think you have in the past and it's been piled away very deeply. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, seeing you've requested it again, it's actually, it's French tennis. It's French yeah. royal tennis. Royal tennis. And the beginning of the game is a 0-0 match score. But on the board, when it was written down, it looked like an egg Oh. And the oh. the French word for egg is earth. Mm. And earth as in love. Yeah. I've got a story about eggs. Mm. What do, what does a Hindu? Clucks. Clucks. Lays, Lays eggs, eggs, bro. <laughs> Lays eggs, bro. <laughs> that, that sounds like a Kiwi joke, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, actually it should have said what's a Hindu, not what, a what Hindu. does a Hindu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good then. So Renee Stubbs yeah, is. Yes. She's, um, she's. I think she's now the captain of the Australian Fed Cup team. I think she's in charge of that and and goes with the women when they're playing the Fed Cup. Mm. Yes, yeah, she's been been an icon of the sport. That's that's for sure. And anybody who's in the women's teams would have would know her. Mm. I don't. Th- I don't think the lady from WA was very happy with her being in charge. Oh, you mean Margaret, Maggie. Mm. Don't think she was very happy with with uh, Renee, but I don't care. She was she. I, I thought she was one of our better players, and and was always a, 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 a what an icon of the sport. Yeah, you know, and it was good. Twenty seven three, the twenty seventh of March. Mm-hmm. Not a good day to leave home. Well, <laughs> not if you're going by history. By the time this show goes to air, uh, you'll it's be probably too late for the warning. Yeah, we're. Uh, at 2300 hours but if you're listening on the wednesday morning or a podcast subsequently then you've survived the 27th of the third uh, over the years recently not a particularly good date philip we'll start off in 1964 on march 27th which happened to be a friday poor old alaska and in particular anchorage the capital was not the capital um, the biggest city. The biggest city. Had a 9.2 earthquake, killing 125 people and creating a whole new landscape. I was there many, many years after 1964. The bay sunk. Ooh. Eight feet, leaving cliffs where there used to be beaches. Eight feet would be about nearly two and a half metres. It's a long way. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing just collapsed. One of the streets, main streets in the city, the one side of, like you've got your stripe yeah. down the middle, one side of the road fell or maybe the the other side went up. I don't know which way yeah. it actually worked. But this, if you get out your Google machines and look at some of the photos from the time, 
it just shows you what Mother Earth can do when you're not paying attention. Now, does that mean that it was a volcanic area and things were happening deep down inside the ground? No, nope, it's just sitting there on the top end of the San Andreas Fault, our friend. That's because, oh. But don't the two... One goes up the west coast of America and the other one goes up through... Well, you've got the American plate. East coast through Japan, New Zealand, Japan. And oh, all that. that's the ring of fire. Yeah, that's the ring Whoa. of... Yeah, yeah. yeah, they've got these things all the There's way around. There's for that now. But mm. it's, um, it's, those volcanoes <laughs> have been problematic in the past. <laughs> but the, um, the, I think the Pacific plate is being forced below, below the American the plate. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, they get upset. Yes, I, mm. I, 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 going I, I, down. I saw that on television how they said it was going underneath the plate. Yeah. So, so what happened 125 after that? 125 died. Well, that's a, a substantial loss of life in anybody's book. Alaska in 1964 would not have been the most populous place. No. no Even a, now, it's it's that, absolutely beautiful. That would have been a lot of people out of the, of the population, wouldn't it? Would have been a, a big percentage. Mm, mm. But then in 1977. A uh, couple of queens of the sky. Not you and me. No. <laughs> or trolley dollies. <laughs> but a couple of Boeing 747s uh, had an altercation. In one of the most beautiful places in the world, being Tenerife. Yeah. On the Canary yeah. Islands. And that's got nothing to do with birds. Named after canines. Canines. Canaris. Aren't we just so full of information? Oh, God, yes. Anyway, these two planes were held up. It was at least overnight by some shocking fog. And there'd also been a bomb threat at the major airport, which is why all these planes were diverted to Tenerife. No. They had a, a real logjam of aircraft. And these would have been amongst the first two to take off the following morning. Fog was still pretty thick. And the radio or the control tower was communicating to the two pilots through a system that was really not... Or not as modern as we obviously have today. Well, that's so only true. one person could talk at a time. And the Pan Am 747 was on the runway. It had gone to its collect, correct It had moved, moved out ready to take off, had it. And the um, KLM, the Dutch one, was behind it, like further down the runway. Mm -hmm. And according to the recordings, the Dutch pilot assumed he'd been given the, the go-ahead to take Priority. off. And the Pan Am was literally a sitting duck. Sitting right in the middle of the runway, ready to be hit. Yep. Hmm. How so, many people died in that one? Oh, there were 583. <sighs> That's a combined toll. Combined toll for the well, two planes. 2747s. Mm -hmm. The good news is the, I think would, the, the shock would have been so sudden. Yeah. Um, actually, it was after they were pointing out the fire on the KLM that they became aware that the the Pan Am was actually on the runway. Nobody could see oh, the jet, right. okay. so they didn't know oh, what was happening. Wow. Ah. Now, so that would have led to a whole mess of changes in procedures and processes, surely, for takeoffs and landings? Yeah, the... Um, and communications? The communication was probably the biggest problem in that in the system they had only one person could talk at, at once. And you've got two planes, but only one can talk, so the second yeah. plane wouldn't know what the first plane and was if saying. The, it, it's called single duplex or half duplex in computer terms. Mm. So the only one thing can have the... It's like having a board of directors and one microphone. <laughs> um, only one can talk at a time. But unfortunately, it actually cut off the signal to the others. So it wasn't like a three-way meeting. 
Oh. And, um, yeah, the bits of communi- communication that went through led to disaster. Yeah. Just... yeah. Well, what was the third one? We're getting some good ones here. Well, this was um, 1980 and a North Sea oil, oh no, an accommodation platform, not an oil rig, um, collapsed. Into the sea? Yeah, between Norway and Denmark and the UK. Wow. Not not a good place to go for a swim, I would imagine. Well, and the uh, the water would have been a little bit on the chilly side. And there were gale force winds. I reckon hypothermia wouldn't have taken very long. Yeah. Mm. So sometimes it's a bit of a blessing in these things, even though they're disastrous. Yeah. You don't want to, uh, yeah, don't want to yeah. imagine that. Our community is stronger with joy. Become a member. Joy.org.au you're on Joy 94.9. Gordon, Philip and Chris, been there, done that. You've been a naughty boy, Philip, haven't you? I talk out of school. <laughs> or I talk in school, maybe. You go to the back of the room and stand in the, with the nose in the corner. <laughs> I have been given a dunce hat more than once in my life. I had, I find that hard to believe. Well, it's, it's punishment. It doesn't mean I'm inferior. In exactly, yes. We're coming up to the wards the end of the month of March. Uh, we've had a change of season almost, haven't we? And can I remind you that on oh. the first of April, you have to change your daylight saving. Okay, and which way do we put? We the go clocks? forward. Mar- no, <laughs> you spring, spring forward. Spring forward. forward. Eight, we go backwards. Back. We go backwards. Yes, we've got to have. We have an extra hour of darkness in the morning. If there's a group of people in Melbourne next week <laughs> who are two hours off, don't, please contact Gordon at home on this number. That used to happen on GPS on Sunday mornings. People would ring up and say, "What time is it?" <laughs> so where are you? Because it matters. <laughs> yeah. Well, fortunately, the little gremlins that live inside our smartphones seem to get it right. Well, they always change. You don't have to worry about your phone. They, they will change for you, but everything else in the house has to be changed. Oh. But go backwards, yes. First of April. April Fool's Day. Oh, well, now that, that's always... A, I don't know why particularly the first of April. It seems not inappropriate, but uh, it's probably connected with seasons in the Northern Hemisphere. No, as the Simpsons duly explained to us, it was another pagan ritual and... With the pagans celebrating New Year in April when everybody else had decided to do it January 1st, so they became April Fools for celebrating a different date. Oh, really? You can learn something from The Simpsons. (laughs) But there was also one of some of the others, they used to have the Lord of Misrule was in charge of the April Fool's Day. And who was Miss Rule when she was there? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. She was, I don't know if she must have been different because she was the Lord of Misrule. Oh. Well, she might have been trans. Mm. Yeah. Could have been. They would have confused a lot of people. I did in those days, <laughs> yes. 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 So what's likely to happen that's going to involve us, possibly? I don't think we get any really good public stunts anymore, do we? Like Dick Smith and his, his iceberg in Sydney Harbour. Well, they, they had the spaghetti tree in Switzerland. I can remember that Dan Webb copied that when I was in my pre-teen years. And they were there picking the spaghetti off the tree. <laughs> And, of course, we just figured that was fact. But there was another one where, during the construction of the Westgate Bridge, there was a story that the um, engineers had miscalculated the the angle that the bridge went over the the river to the point where it would completely miss the road coming from the other side. So the conclusion they made, and they should have actually built this, was to just build two bridges, which now would have been really handy. (laughs) Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, like double the amount of lines. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that was an April Fool's joke. Yeah, that backfired. 
but there's been some great ones through history with different things and I can always remember I think I've told you this one a bit about this one before about the Sydney University students that rang the police department and said that there was going to be some they found out there were there were the council were going to dig a hole in the middle of the road or something rather and they, so they rang the police department and told them that there was some university students were going to do a April Fools day prank and dig a hole in the middle of the road yeah. And then they then they rang the council and said that the, there were some students dressed as policemen who were going to come and stop them <laughs> digging the hole. And there was absolute <laughs> confusion. And I, I remember reading about that one. I thought that would have been something to stand to stand off and look at. <laughs> it's also yeah. a good day for, for prank calls. And the, the Simpsons, again, are known for that, where mm. they call the pub and ask for ridiculous names, which Mo will then but, say out loud. And it'll be... But, it's usually quite offensive. Well, yes, they're all naughty. Yes. The, the zoo often gets calls for Mr. Lion. Mm. Mm, well, I, I got a call once, so, you know, can you go check to see if your fridge is running? And I says, yes, it's running. I said, well, you better go after it. <laughs> <laughs> Just be wary that we might be things are happening on your smartphone or on your TV. But you're not allowed to do it after midday because they're supposed to come back at you. <gasps> You yes, only, if you, you do a prank after midday, you're the fool. You're the fool. Yes, that's ah. right. You have to do it before midday. In France, they uh, call that event April, April fish. fish because the, the trick was that if you uh, snuck up behind someone, you could put uh, on their back of their jacket a smelly fish. Oh, and right. And they wouldn't know where the smell was coming from. But that morphed into being just a paper fish. That's what the pranksters often still do. Well, we, do. we used to do those as, as young ones with a sign saying, kick me on the back. And you put on the back of it. people in the school, other kids in the school, you walk up and say, yeah. oh, good day, how are you? And pack a, pat them on the back. And Those classics never go away, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> now you probably just send a text. You do. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that would be called bullying. That's right. Mm. On the 23rd of March 1903 is a game called Monopoly. But it wasn't as we know it at the moment when it was first invented. Obviously a lot of these things, these games are refined. The original name was Landlord's Game. Why was it so called, Gordon? Because the lady that invented it wanted people to work out. None of the properties were ever for sale. If you bought them, you had to rent them, or you, you, if you landed on them and you got them somehow or other, I'm not sure what her rules were at the beginning, but you had to only pay rent, which showed the people that were playing it how the, the capitalism was forcing them to keep these people in comfort and the, luxury while uh, they were getting nowhere. The Monopoly concept came out of one person owned all the property That's and rented right. it out. Yes, yes. Hence the, the name Monopoly coming That's around. Right. Yeah, well... But it was really, I guess, to expose the injustice to the masses. Well, there's one duke of, in England that owns half of London. He's a very, very rich man, and that's where he gets they get all their wealth from. He'll end up just as dead as the rest of us. So. Yeah, but then it'll all go to his son. Yeah, well deserved. Mm. <laughs> so this is this is the thing. But it, it, Monopoly is a it's a, a fantastic game. It also teaches these days. It teaches um, young people the art of buying and selling. And charging rents and making money out it of can out do, of property. But I think, but I think the it original starts purpose to a lot earlier before you have the concept of mm. playing a game like that, mm. because a game is still a game is still a game. Whereas actually giving kids a money for reward for for work done is a good example initially for the kids to learn how to get money. Is you have to work for it. Yeah, you, yeah. You don't give it to you. You're well, not. You you're never given. It. Can't just put your hand out. You get it smacked or have something else put in it. Kids go to the supermarket with their mum and they never see 
notes or coins go out, mum uses a plastic. Oh, you know, this is what you do. Yeah, you know, it all happens. Food's free. The younger generation are going. They're coming on now. They're like the little ones. They 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 won't even know what money was because by the time they grow up to have money, it'll all be on on a card. Digital, it'll yeah. be all digital. They, they won't have. Um, dollar coins and what have you yeah it'll all be gone by the boards probably in another generation i would say yeah but one of the things the government has actually done recently is announce on the pharmaceutical benefits scheme a new series of drugs and medicines that are going to be subsidized by the commonwealth government here in australia that's happening on the first of the month isn't it first of april and then there's lots of little specialized drugs that are being charged for exorbitant prices from the manufacturers and I don't know how they justify that but our government has said well we're going to subsidise and the general public can can foot that tax bill. Those big companies justify the price because it's cost them all that time to develop the drugs and manufacture them. That's that's why they say they charge them so much. I don't know how they can actually well, measure that in dollar and yeah, cents. But, but you've got to remember they're billionaire, billion dollar businesses yeah, of course there was recently a fellow who had a particular medicine under his um, company and he just skyrocketed the price he's now been fined he's been struck off the register he's in the can he has been demoted by his own actions yeah but one of the one of the drugs that's being being put on the pbs scheme now as of the first of april will be the prep thing which is going to affect a lot of people in our community because it's one of the drugs that is going to help stop the spread of um, hiv well it's 99 percent effective in preventing hiv that's right yes which i guess is the the golden egg we've been waiting for yep since mm. the 80s but prep stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis which is easy for me to say. And the point is that if, if somebody that is, isn't negative with no sign of the uh, HIV virus, if they take the PrEP regularly, they can have safe sex with people who are positive but have a, neg- have a negative, a negative um, status. state of status. So yeah. they can... And, then it, and it is going to be very useful in the Indigenous communities where they don't, for various reasons consider themselves at risk and they don't use condoms or have them available to use. Well, they don't practice safe sex. This is the point. But this will now mean that, okay, if anybody has got HIV in their system, uh, if the, the whole community is dosed up, then there'll be nothing to be transmitted. And even if something is transmitted it won't be able to be received mm, mm. and activated but this is going to this is probably going to wipe out the uh, the hiv epidemic that that has been in the in around the world for many years mm. i don't know what the, the, how they're going to do it in africa because africa wouldn't have had won't have a pbs scheme like we have no. here in australia they don't even have one like they like this in america in america it costs thousands of dollars a year to, to use your HIV medications. So we might have lots of tourists. But the, the one big step is going to be education, just having the solution unless you encourage our community to go out and take it. If you're a young person who hasn't seen the after effects of HIV, go out and take it. That's all I can recommend. Love radio? Joy is now on iHeartRadio. Take us with you anywhere. You're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that, Joy 94.9. Thanks for being with us. You can communicate with us via email at beanthere at joy.org.au. You can tell us what you think. You can request songs. 
we can't guarantee buying them, but requests are nice. We don't mind a request. Oh, we're often told where to go. <laughs> but that's an order. That's not oh, a request. <laughs> no, please go. <laughs> yes, put a please in front of it. Yes, yes. Now, we've got a few birthdays that we need to bring up. Icons and dicons and bicons. One of the interesting ones that is coming up about this time is Sir Dirk Bogard. 28th of March 1921 he was born and died on the 8th of May 1999. Now he has got a funny name for an Englishman but he was uh, he was actually born in Belgium to Belgian parents uh, but he moved to UK and has become a famous actor with them but he for our particular community undertook a very, very bold step in one of his films. The film was called The Victim. And it portrayed a gay man. But he wasn't... He was actually married. He was a solicitor. He was actually married. And on the he came out one day from his house and on the front of his garage door was written the word poof, or queer, I think, yeah. queer. And um, from then on, his life went into an absolute tailspin, and he was—he um, had to fight to get to sort of try to clear his name. You know, it cost him his marriage and all the rest of it. It was a very, very, very powerful movie at the time. I can remember seeing it over in Perth in back in the fifties. Yeah, well, mm. in lots of ways, in the film *The Victim*, uh, he was the screen's first gay hero mm. because the film was rather graphic and um, it was set in the law in a court mm-hmm. and Dirk Bogard had to justify his behaviour and he just ex- said, you know, I have no option, I am gay. But most of the, you probably found that most of the people in the court, if it had been in real life, most of them probably were gay anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> because a lot of those top-ranked um, people in Britain at the time were part of our community, but they were never out because they couldn't afford to be because of the um, way that they could be jailed for being having um, uh, gay sex and all the rest of it. Mm. Mm. It's moments like those. You wish you had the French Napoleonic Code, Co- oh, yes. which said that people couldn't be jailed for homosexual activity. That went right back to 1771 or something rather. Something like that. that. And in fact, because Napoleon had conquered parts of Italy at that stage, it became adopted in the Italian law as well. And it is called the the Napoleonic Code. So you you can't be jailed in, uh, sent to jail in France or Italy for having um, gay um, sex. You know, for being who you are. For being who you are. Yes, that's the thing. It's just uh, just one of those things. It's um, it's we should have had it here ages ago. So should have Britain. However, we've got Marlon Brando, who was a little bit risque in his behaviours. He played both sides of the fence, very very comfortably, and he didn't care because he was Marlon Brando. When you've got when you've got the cachet that Marlon Brando had, you could do almost anything without having to worry. When you've got the body that he had as a younger man. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not wrong there. Well, yeah. it would have been impolite to say no if somebody asked. Oh to, yes, yes, to yes. go out with them. That's right. Well, apparently, when he was filming that um, fire, that um, war movie in southern Thailand or one of those somewhere around there, um, he was in it and he was um, having an affair with the Thai prime minister at the same time. Yeah, so. Good on him. Some people enjoy Thai food. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's scandalous behaviour. That's scandalous <laughs> behaviour indeed. Stephen Sondheim. Oh. He was a marvellous musician and lyricist. He did lots of interesting plays that are still lurking around at the moment. His birthday was on uh, uh, the 22nd of March, 1930, and he is still with us at a ripe old age. But what did you, what would we know him for, Gordon? Well, he wrote things like the, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, The Company, Follies, A Little Night Music, Pacific Overtures, Sweeney Todd. You could go on and on and on. He was a, a, a very complicated man because he didn't want to recognise his, his gayness, but he was gay and he used to play on the side and all the rest of it. It was, it was He had a very um, unusual life if you re- when you go and read his whole story. But he was he was just a brilliant um, musician. He wrote so many so many wonderful Broadway shows that are still performed. You know that they are, you get re- presentations. We like they bring back funny thing happened on the way to the forum quite frequently. Follies is another one that gets done. So all you're the time. suggesting there are gay people on Broadway? Oh, am I? Yes, I must be. So first it was Hollywood. Now it's Broadway. Yes. <laughs> all places. Oh, mm. oh well, I guess it sort of runs in the family, perhaps. Well, yes. Um, in fact, our Air Force team, the Roulettes, mm-hmm. are closely related to the Rockets are they? in New York. Yeah. Oh, right. Just a few different letters in the spelling there. Oh, right. So I don't think they do the high kicks, though. Well, it'd be hard to do a high kick in an aeroplane doing speed of sound, well, wouldn't it? Well, you'd go backwards, wouldn't you? <laughs> you sort of go up in the air <laughs> and down again or somewhere. <laughs> and very hard to stay in a straight line as the way the Rockets do. Oh, yes. Right across the stage. Right across that big... That big Radio City Musical. Yep, and that's the biggest stage in America, I believe. The widest stage in America. Easily. Mm, mm. Probably twice as wide as the State Theatre here. And you're listening to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. And here's Chris. With another birthday we're celebrating, a gay icon. No, she's an icon for the gay community. Oh, right. Yes, that's right. Uh, mm. we're born on the 28th of March, 1986. A real she, youngster. She was born that way. Or born this way. Oh, she was. She was. Well, that's right. Which is one of my favourite anthems. Stefani Joanne Angelina Geminotta. No wonder she changed her name to Lady Gaga. It wouldn't have gone, wouldn't have gone <laughs> she, on the she was actually She was named after a Queen song. Was she? Radio Gaga. Radio Gaga, that's which right. Which is one of their best songs. That's where she got her name from. Yep. Mm. But um, as I say, you wouldn't want to have had that big name on a record label. They wouldn't have had room to print anything else. Release it as a 12-inch single. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who well, are you talking about? Lady Gaga <laughs> says that she wants to revolutionise pop music and be you know, as new and fresh as uh, Madonna was and Michael Jackson as well and a few of the other, the Freddie Mercury. She, she, she's sort of avant-garde. She's she's a very good friend of the the gay community. That's for our, our community. That's for sure. She's very very popular. With she the, put the show back in the biz. Yes, that's about right. Because yeah. there were plenty of good singers around, but how many of them could wear a meat dress to an awards <laughs> ceremony? Yes, exactly. <laughs> or arrive in an egg. Yes. Oh, what's name used to arrive on a in a shoe? Bette Midler used to arrive in a big shoe. Yeah. But she got a kick out of her job. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Then she slide down it like a slide and come out of the toe. <laughs> there we are. And she is not a friend of Donald Trump. 
No, she hates Donald Trump. No. So. It's amazing how most of the entertainment industry don't like Donald. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't but know he why. was part of the entertainment industry at one stage. That's all he should well, be doing. If you call back, that. Go back into the television and fire everybody. Well, he's doing that anyhow. Mm. <laughs> Look at the clock. It's time for us to go. Oh, my goodness. So it is. Run away. It is. Run away, indeed. Okay, thanks for being with us. We'll catch you next week. And until then, cheerio. And have a good week. And it's goodbye from me. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.